0: Hey, listen, if it's appropriate, just lay your hands on the person next to you right now and pray for them. Ask the Lord to open up their hearts, to give them peace that they can literally feel right here in this place. Yes, the peace that goes beyond our understanding. Yes, it's right here, right here. Oh, someone right now could get renewed in the Spirit just in a matter of seconds. I'm telling you, this is the kind of atmosphere that's in this place. The Spirit of the Lord, hallelujah. What a comfort, what a power. Oh, that's right, that's right. Come on, take your liberty. Go ahead and call upon him. Go ahead and have confidence for your brother and sister. Yes, Lord, I believe in the complete healing, not just physically, but mentally and spiritually, God. I believe you've done that. You've restored some things here today. Yes, oh, hallelujah. Giving you, God, the glory and the praise. Yes, yes, Lord. Yes, let that witness of your word and spirit, Lord God, be prevalent in this place. Let people not, not even, they can't even move, leave this place being the same in Jesus' name. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you for this, God. I praise you for this. God, I give you all the glory and the honor. All of it, God, goes to you. Every bit of it, Lord God. There's nobody can take any credit for this. In Jesus' name. Thank you, o Lord. Thank you, Jesus. What do you say? We lift up our voices together now, one more time. Thank you, Jesus. You can remain standing for just a little bit here. Brother Roan is going to come. Hasn't it been just a thrill for him to be here with us? Praise God, it has. And to plug into this end time um, uh, thing that we, all of us are, qu- are aware of it. Folks, it doesn't take rocket science. Even probably the biggest lost person out in the world can realize that you know, time is of the essence. The good thing about it is we can come in here and we can redeem the time. That's what God gives us, folks. Amen. His clock is running, and whenever he says it's all over, it's over. But listen, wherever you're at right now with the Lord, God wants to redeem the time. He wants to give you fullness, fullness of that in Jesus' name. And Brother Arona has done an excellent job of weaving through this. This is a huge subject, folks. This is just huge. As we said yesterday, we're going to probably here in the next month or so begin some end time classes just so so you can get into a place where you can absorb some of this. But he's done an excellent job. He's a good friend of mine. I appreciate his spirit. I really do. You don't have, there's no doubt, that guy walks into the room, you can feel his spirit. And so, brother, we want you to take your liberty. We love you. We really do. You can tell us whatever the Lord tells you, okay? You can do that in Jesus' name. So you go for it, brother. We appreciate you. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Oh, I knocked it off. Are we on? Can you hear me? Okay. God bless you. Okay, I got a message for you this morning. God is love. And love wins. Amen. Yes. Yes. Lovely. You can be seated. You know, there's so much to this. And, but you have to kind of take it a spoonful at a time. But I have enough that I could shovel. <laughs> it doesn't work. So we've touched on a little bit this, this weekend. And uh, I want to just talk to you this morning about, well, what do we do? We know some things are going to happen, and what do we do? You know, I mean, that's, that's the bottom line. Do I just cower down and hide in a hole? Do I pretend like it's not the case and just go on about my business? Do I run, I don't know, just go crazy with fear? no god doesn't give us a spirit of fear does it if we're afraid what we need is some more of god's love you know and and the measurement of how much we love god is or how much he loves us and as we've received of his love is how much we love him so if we have a little bit of love for god we haven't received all of the love that he has for us the bible says that the love of god is shed in our hearts by the holy ghost which is given to us, it's, yes, uh, it is accompanied with speaking in tongues, and it is, uh, uh, it'll be accompanied by a change of life, and a change of heart, and a change of mind, but it's all because of love, it starts, well, with John 3:16. it said, for God so loved the world that he sent, His only begotten Son. And yes, He came in the flesh and He came and He died for us on the cross. But that's not the end of the story. And that is not the end of Jesus. Because John the Baptist said He's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. In other words, He's not going to leave us or forsake us. And He is in us. Christ in you, the hope of glory. We have hope because of Christ in us. Hallelujah. He does not leave us. He said, I'll not leave you comfortless, but I will come to you. Praise God. And that's exactly what he did on the day of Pentecost. He came back. We're not waiting uh, 2,000 years for him to leave us comfortless, folks. He came back and he filled those disciples and he filled that 120 and he filled whomsoever will with his love with his love he is love and he fills us with his presence praise god that's our jesus (laughs) the one who we're waiting for you ever think about the lord's prayer thy kingdom come we're waiting for it john ends the book of revelation come lord jesus We want, but you know what? We don't have to wait for him to physically come because he will come and meet with us any time we call on his name. Hallelujah. He knows who are his. He lives in those who are his. Praise God. I'm just so glad that I know who my God is. I know who he is. And he is known to me and he loves me and he loves you. This is such a beautiful group here and you are a part of it. You're a part of this beautiful group that that lives in the presence of God. Thank you, thank you, Lord, for these precious folks here in Gillette. Thank you for the precious pastor and the pastor's wife here, hallelujah. They're so faithful to God, hallelujah. They only want good things for you, just like the Lord. Praise God, they love you, hallelujah, hallelujah. So what, how should we be living? How should we be living? Do you know that this whole thing um, is God's plan? This end time events is God's plan. Did he want the bad things to happen? No. But in the end, he's going to give those who trust him victory. You know, he is showing Satan who's boss. I can tell you that right now. And you know what? We need to live a life that shows Satan who is boss. Come on. come on, And We need to live a life that says, get thee behind me. Because I'm living for Jesus. Hallelujah. He's my love. He's the right one. Amen. Amen. So the Lord is in control and he's got a a story for you that will end with you living happily ever after. (laughs) Right? A real, not a fairy tale. A real tale. Come on. He's got a plan for you. He's got a story for you to live. And you'll live happily ever after. Right. And I think that's yes. a precious promise. Praise, Praise God. God. Hallelujah. So there's, there is this stuff that's going to happen. There's this ugly time in the world. But at the same time, there's going to be a revival. Come on. That's right. There's going to be a revival. Yeah. And he is coming. Um, did anybody notice... Um, that there was something missing from the little black and white timeline that we, we handed out the first night. Well, somebody wrote on this one, but that's okay. Did, does anybody want one of these? We've got a few left. Brother Carlos, will you take care of that sure. if they do? But the, there is something missing on that timeline. I understood that there was uh, the newer version has it on there. I didn't have a copy of that to share, but um, there is something missing. What is it, Sister Tammy? The rapture's missing. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Here's what I'm going to say about that. It's going to happen. <laughs> and and uh, you may have figured it out, but uh, uh, I, I mentioned the teaching uh, by Clarence Larkin, and he just he he had a different uh, viewpoint on that, and it's been taught to a lot of people, and but, you know, it's just like Clarence Larkin couldn't understand the wounded head. He couldn't understand that. I mean, he, they decided it was the Antichrist. But we live in the time, we live in the time where we can not understand it. Because God wrote all of that stuff as a letter for us living in this day and this hour. And this is where we can understand it. We are a blessed people that we can understand it. But. He wrote it that way because we're the people that need to understand it. Amen. So we're gonna work on that. And um, that's kind of the theme of this, uh, this closing message, I guess you could say. And so um, let's go to First Chronicles chapter 12 and verse 32. And it says, and of the children of issachar which were men that had understanding of the times to know what israel ought to do and in the same hour understanding of prophecy is given to us so that we can know what we should be doing that we can know what we should be doing so here's a daniel chapter 11 verse 32 and 33. Daniel 11, 32 and 33. And the scripture says, and such as do wickedly against the covenant shall he corrupt by flatteries. This he here is the Antichrist. Okay. He'll corrupt him. He'll, he'll say you're doing the right thing. I'm, I'm behind you. I'm with you. This is the right agenda. Oh boy. But the people that do know their God the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits and they that understand among the people shall instruct many they here it is they shall be strong and do exploits who are those people that do know their God hallelujah and it's an ongoing relationship folks knowing god is an ongoing relationship it's not a one day thing it's not a one week thing it is a daily life it's a daily living with him and what does it say they'll be strong and do exploits so knowing there's a difference between knowing god and believing in god there's a lot of people that say i believe in god what did they really know about god I I do believe in God, but I know who my God is. I know what he wants, I know what he doesn't want. Do I have a perfect understanding? No, he's still teaching me. I'm still his kid, you know. We're supposed to become like little children and let him be our daddy and teach us and show us and provide for us and be our example of how we should live. So there's a difference between knowing God and believing in God. A lot more people that believe in God than know God. I just had to bring that up. And then it says, those who understand will instruct many. Let's look at Proverbs chapter four and verse five. And we'll go through verse seven. Get wisdom, get understanding, forget it not, neither decline from the words of thy mouth. Okay, next verse. Forsake her not, and she shall preserve thee. Love her, and she shall keep thee. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and with all thy getting, get understanding remember what daniel said they that understand among the people shall instruct many we've uh, began this weekend a road on understanding to have more understanding so that we can tell more people about jesus about what's going on and say you know what this is all in the bible This end-time stuff is a a revelant, that's what I call it. It reveals things that we don't know, and it is relatable to the hour and the time that we are living in. These things are happening right now, right on the newspaper, right on the Internet. And um, with that said... Um, somebody asked me yesterday about October 4th, and there's big conspiracies going around about something's going to somebody's going to do something with your phone, and it's going to set off a, a chip that the that the um, uh, you got when you got a COVID vaccine, if you did. And This is all, out, you know. Don't listen to that. Okay? It, it's. I, I, did, I worked for Homeland Security. I'm still involved in that stuff. And they have a big system to where the president can notify people of problems all the way up to the president. Then it moves down to regional, and then it moves down to, to statewide, and then it moves down to local. And they just need to test this system and see if it'll work, if they need it for an emergency. You know, World War III is coming, and the president's going to need to use that to let us know what's going on. They are, you know, and that's what it's for. They're just testing it. Please don't be afraid. Don't listen to the theories. There's nothing that is going to happen. If you're really, really, really scared and you don't trust in the love of God, there's nobody here like that, right? Right. But if you are, shut your phone off. (laughs) Shut your phone off. (laughs) Then it won't alarm at you, you know? (laughs) Okay? (laughs) Okay, let's get back to the lesson. All right. Um, So World War III is coming, and what should we do? Well, there's 2 billion people going to die. What do you think that we should be doing as the church? What do you think we should be doing as ambassadors of Jesus Christ, as children of God, as children of the kingdom? What should we be doing? Hallelujah. We need to tell people what's going on. You know, people stand, stare at me sometimes when I say, you know what, World War III is coming and 2.4 billion people are gonna die. But I'm not trying to scare them, but I want them to wake up to reality. You know, This is going to happen. There's no question it's, it's not going to happen. It's in the word of God that it's gonna happen. So what, is our, what, is, what should we be doing? We should be telling people. They need to hear the gospel when? 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 Today? Now? Amen. Thank you, brother. Now. Because this might happen tomorrow. People need to hear. We need to tell people. If it's not you, who is it? Who's going to tell them? Who knows? Who knows their God can be strong and do exploits? Who knows the love of God that will save us through this? You guys, yes. us, all of us, we know we need to tell people yes. and, and share this. You know, invite them to the end time group. A lot of people have been saved and brought into church through end time studies. Yes. A lot of people have. And because they go, oh my gosh. And then they realize that they've seen, not seen other things in the scripture that are there. And, and then they realize that they need to be rebaptized, And then they need, realize that they need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. Happened to me? It's not too late, too. I was an old man of 37, and I got the Holy Ghost. Man, thank you, Jesus. 30 years ago. Praise God. Thank you, oh, thank you, Lord. Lord okay. Jesus. So they need... That's what we do about World War III. We go about our father's business and tell people about the kingdom of God. That's the only place of safety. Amen. So... Should we worry about what we're going to eat or what we shall drink or what we shall be clothed with? It says, for all these things do the Gentiles seek, but your heavenly Father knows that you need of these things and seek first, Matthew 6, 33, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Amen. So will we be surviving, trying to survive, or will we be evangelizing? hmm or will we be hoping the rapture happens? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, so we need to explain what's going on and that the most important thing is for people to be born Come again, on, there you go. Yes. to be born again. So once again, after this, this war, this Six Trumpet War, one third of mankind will be killed. It looks like the power of Islam will be greatly reduced if not eliminated. We don't see many signs of that in the, in the prophecies after that. And this, is, this scripture right here that I'm gonna share with you, it's Revelation 9 and 20. This just, I, I can't imagine, it shakes me to my bones. But there will be obviously some revival after World War III. Just like there, there was a little bit of revival after 911. And I say, it lasted about a month. People were woken up, they were waking up, however you say it. They wake, <laughs> I can't find the right verbs, but people came alive spiritually. And I say, oh, well Homeland Security rocked them back to sleep. We'll take care of you, don't worry about it. And it didn't last long. But look what the scripture says about after World War III verse uh, 20, and the rest of the men which were not killed by these plagues, yet repented not of the works of their hands, that they should not worship devils and idols of gold and silver and brass and stone and of wood, which neither can see nor hear nor walk. Neither repented they of their murders, nor of their sorceries, oh, and nor of their fornication, nor of their thefts. In other words, the world is not going to repent. I'm sure there will be people that will, and that's who we're watching for. We're looking for open doors. We're looking for open hearts. But we've got to keep our focus on what we need to be doing because there's going to be some people that will want to know how to, what they need to do. And you are the one that knows. Amen. So they will turn to the government and not God just like they did after World War II. What happened? God gave a miraculous deliverance. I don't know if we covered this, but the miracle of Dunkirk, I think we did, did. okay? That was God. And you know what they did? What even our nation did afterwards? They decided they needed to gang together with men and the United Nations was formed. And that was probably the beginning of the downhill slide of this nation, not being truly a nation under God. The United Nations was formed, the, the United States signed on, and things just went downhill from there. Pretty soon the Bible was taken out of schools, the Ten Commandments was taken off the walls, prayer was uh, forbidden in schools, and now we're seeing the results. And two generations, three generations of people that don't know God. Yes, yes. Amen. Amen. I'm thankful that every one of us in here decided we needed to know God. Hallelujah. Hungry for truth. Oh, praise God. Were you ever hungry for truth? You should be hungry for truth today. Come on. Come on. So, this um, turning away from God is where the Antichrist gets a foothold in people's lives. They don't know the truth, and when you don't know the truth, you are... fair game or open game to be deceived. The only defense against deception is to know the truth. Yes. Praise God. Yes, so the when we come to the Middle East Peace Treaty, which should be um, like not very long after World War III, if, if it doesn't come first. It, it, I've seen signs where it could be where the the peace treaty sets off the war and I've seen signs where the 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 um, war will set will bring the peace treaty about you can't really tell which one's going to happen first but they're going to happen pretty close together so what should we be doing there as the church remember what Jesus said in Matthew 24 again I say to you watch. watch watch keep your eyes open and we're watching to for our faith to be fulfilled right? We're watching, you know, the Lord knows, the Lord knows. So End Time Ministries, talking about them, they're going to send a magazine to every home in Israel, and they're counting on revival to sweep Israel after this uh, peace treaty comes about, um, because that's going to be the sign of the seven years, and there's a lot of things that are going to happen to Israel there. So um, if, uh, if you... Um, get hooked up with end time ministries and wanna help them, this is part of what they'll be doing. Um, the, the final seven years message will be uh, broadcast all over Israel in major media, um, and uh, magazines, mailings, everything else. And um, I think that we will see a greater sense of urgency in the church, at least the church that knows their God and the church that wants to be strong and do exploits. And, and so we're going to see this time, we wait, oh my gosh, here we are. It's really seven years. And, you know, I'm hoping that once this, these things start happening, that the people that think the church is going to be gone have, have to really reexamine that and realize, hey, we better get to work because <laughs> it's not happening the way we thought. Amen. Amen. So um, once again, the church should be watching and doing whatever the Lord leads to do, uh, supporting ministries that are uh, giving out the truth. And uh, we'll see uh, the building of the Jewish temple. People uh, will then know that we're on the brink of the revealing of the Antichrist. You will, and you can watch and see these things happen. Look, they're building a temple. The Antichrist is going to stand in there and and do some things, and it's not going to be pretty. And, and so we'll, we'll know what all this means. And there's a, that's going to be an, an, another uh, upgrading of the urgency of the, of the work that the church needs to do. You know, think about it. Once you see these things happening, you don't need to worry about a 20-year retirement plan. You know, so you can get rid of all that stuff and just you know live for God and do what he wants you to do you know but but because we know we'll be able to act according to that so we need to watch and say you know this is this is a a sign that God has got this and I know what I need to do because I know how much time is left and it, it is seven years but we it's not the day or the hour but it does say that we can know the season okay and we will and so, th- once we do that, we can, we can see how urgent, urgent it is to keep going. So then, we're watching this all happen, and the temple be- gets dedicated. It gets built, it gets dedicated. How about a question? Is, is fire going to come down and consume the sacrifice of the, of, of the Jewish people um, dedicating their temple? I would say no, to be honest, because God doesn't need a temple like that anymore, right? And so they're just going to do their sacrifices. There's not going to be any fire like there was for Solomon, okay? And, and so, but, so that's, that opens the door for what's going to happen when the Antichrist and the false prophet walk into the, right? Because the false prophet's going to be able to call fire down from heaven. And so people are going to say, oh, this is the real deal here. Watch, wow. watch, wow. watch. So we're going to see the gospel preached in all the world by the church. The Great Commission is still in effect, That's right? Yes, right? Yep. It hasn't been canceled. Go into all the world, Luke 24:47, Mark 16:16, 16, 16, and Matthew 28. 19. How about Matthew 24, 14, Jake? This is at the end of the most famous prophecy chapter in the Bible. Or no, it's actually in the middle. (laughs) And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations. And then, and then (laughs) shall the end come. See, this is Jesus telling us about end times. You wanna know what Jesus had to say about the last days and end times? Read Matthew 24, okay? And then the next verse says this, is very interesting. When you therefore shall see, you're looking for something, right? The abomination of desolation, spoken of by Daniel the prophet, stand in the holy place, whoso readeth let him understand, okay? So we're going to see the abomination of desolation, right? And the, and the Bible actually says that the false prophet is going to make some kind of an image. You know, he is going to point to the Antichrist and say, this is our man, he's our Messiah, he's, you know, basically, him and the Antichrist are going to present the Antichrist as being God. You know, God manifest in the flesh, but he's not. He's somebody else manifests in the flesh. Okay, so, but it also says, and, and most people overlook this, that the uh, false prophet is going to cause an image to be made. And I don't know if it's an electronic image, a hologram, but it's something I believe that's part of the abomination that's going to occur in the temple. I can't tell you exactly what it is, but if you read about the false prophet, it says he's going to make an image, and it's, he's going to be able to cause the image to speak. And, and so, yeah, it's... Watch. 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 These things are going to happen. Okay. So what will the church be doing? They'll be preaching. They'll be testifying of the gospel, and they'll be testifying of their own salvation. There, oh, you know your God. Here's my God. He knows what's going on. He can deliver me. He loves me. Oh, I love that. He loves me. Praise God. So the, this abomination of desolation happens. We know for sure it's the Antichrist. We see the false prophet doing his thing and the Jews start fleeing Judea. Why? Because the church is telling the Jewish people that they need to get out they need to get out of the the west bank the part that's the occupied uh they call it the occupied territory now but in the seven-year covenant that area is going to be under the government of the palestinians and the jews are going to be living there as a minority and so when this all goes down those jews that are living in those settlements need to get out and get over into israel because um There's going to be, as Jesus said, for then shall be great tribulation. And he said, let those which be in Judea flay. And so we're just believing what Jesus said. This is what he said happens. And we're watching it happen, okay? So we need to do everything in our power to help Jews and Christians escape this. And we will see great revival in Jerusalem. So what are we doing? We're preaching and we're speaking truth amen Zechariah 12 7 it starts this is this is amazing because Jesus said let them which be in Judea flee to the mountains and here's the scripture in the Old Testament the Lord also shall save the tents of Judah first remember let them which be in Judea flee "'because then shall be great tribulation. So the Lord's gonna save Judah first, that the glory of the house of David and the glory of the inhabitants of Jerusalem do not magnify themselves against Judah. So by this time, we're gonna know who the Antichrist and the false prophet are. And then uh, Daniel eleven thirty three uh, tells us that the Antichrist is going to be very charismatic. He's going to be a guy that people that don't know any better will think he's—he's right. he's the cat's meow. That's an old saying, but some of you know it. Yeah. But he—he's he, going to be hot stuff, you know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I got to get some new new uh, descriptions, I guess, <laughs> brother. Anyhow, they're going to think he's cool. All right, bro, eleven, and they. Or and, and such as do wickedly against the covenant shall he, the Antichrist, corrupt by flatteries. Here we go again. But the people that do know their God shall be strong. Okay, so we got to remember that. We are going to stay in touch with our God. We're going to stay hooked up with who he is. We're going to be reminded. We're going to, We're going to make sure, when we talk about knowing our God, it means a daily relationship. It means being in cahoots with him instead of with the world. Cahoots isn't the right word, but in contact, in communication, in love. A loving, nurturing relationship. Praise God. Um, Oh, And they that understand among the people shall instruct many, Yet, they shall fall by the sword and by flame and by captivity and by spoil many days. So we will be strong and we'll do exploits. But what are we going to be doing then? We're going to remember uh, second, uh, no, I'll just wait. The joy of the Lord is our strength. The joy of the Lord is our strength. You know what brings the greatest joy to a person? is when we do the will of God. When we do the will of God. You know what? When you go and you witness to somebody, the Lord gives you an unction or moves on you to witness to somebody. Oh, what a spiritual high that is. What a joy that is to say, I just did what God wanted me to do. When you get baptized, when you're doing it in faith, when you're doing it in obedience, what joy there is. Uh, he washed my sins away. The blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. Praise God. Oh, but wait a minute, That that verse is about coming to church, isn't it? It's the will of God for for you to come to church, and that's the will of God. When you do the will of God, there's great joy. Are you glad you came to church today? Come on, come on, come on, amen. We need some joy. This is joy, unspeakable and full of glory. Hallelujah, hallelujah, amen. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are watching. Hallelujah. So don't give up because there's a call coming out. We preach the truth in love and we, we have a promise in Revelation that God is going to call people out of false Christianity. Revelation 18:4, It says, and I heard another voice from heaven saying, come out of her my people, come out of her my people. There's people in churches that don't understand why things aren't going right. They don't understand why they're being taught things that's different from what the Bible is, but they don't know what to do about it. But there's gonna be a spiritual calling, there's gonna be a spiritual unction from God that they should come out of those. And it's going to be so desperate, and they're going to see the times that they're living in, and they're going to realize that they need to do something different. And guess who needs to be there for them? A faithful, strong church that knows their God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's doing exploits in the middle. They're walking by faith and not by sight. Come on, they're walking in the love of God. Amen. 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 So they will leave. It says, I heard another voice from heaven saying, come out of her, my people, and don't be partakers of her sins. There's false Christianity is sinning. There's sin in false Christianity. And um, you think about it. How many pulpits are there, even this morning, where they're not preaching against sin? Don't be partakers of her sin because it permeates. When when, you... Would did Paul say? A little leaven leavens the whole lump. Oh my, hallelujah. So those that truly belong to Jesus, that have given their soul to Jesus, they're Jesus-possessed, those are his people. Come on. You know what? If you can be demon-possessed you can be Jesus-possessed. If there's, if there's signs of demon possession, there's signs of Jesus-possession. Come on, come on, come on. Amen, amen. Hallelujah. I can't think of a better way to be possessed than to be possessed by the love of God, you know? And when God has possession of us, then it's no problem to love him back with all of your heart, with all of your mind, with all of your soul, and with all of your strength. Praise God. Hallelujah. So we're going to see these two witnesses that are going to be... Uh, preaching the kingdom of God, standing against the Antichrist, declaring just who they are, that they're false, that they're not the real God, and this whole thing is a sham. It's a deception of Satan. These two guys are going to be preaching this. What do we need to be doing? You know what? We need to be sharing that they're right. We need to be backing them up. I know that they've got all this power from God, but we need to pray for them because you know what happens? When you pray for somebody, you get you get if I'm praying for somebody to be healed and I'm praying to God you know what healing power flows into me remember what Jesus said he said I felt virtue flow through me when the virtue of God flows through us to heal somebody guess where it's going it's coming through well you've got that virtue flowing through you at the same time and you can have your healing and you can have your deliverance when you and that's how the forgiveness I got to say this because there's somebody in here that needs to forgive somebody you got a broken heart You go, that person broke my heart do you want to be healed? forgive them that's virtuous that's God's virtue that he lets you have to heal somebody and when you are willing to heal them when you are willing to ask God to forgive them that virtue flows through you and it heals your heart amen amen that's what you need. You yes. need to, he, to, to forgive them. Yes. Just forgive them. You know, if you can't forgive them, ask God to forgive them. Yes. And then the forgiveness will flow through you and then you'll be That's able to right. forgive. Come on, yes. just keep up the battle. Yes. You know, don't give up and say, oh, I can't do anything about it. Yes, God can. Amen. That's right. That's right. That's yes, right. God can. Yes. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Let's see. So we're going to see two witnesses, back them up, pray for them and, and, and share your testimony that what they're saying is true. Okay. All right. And okay. Revelation seven and verse 13. And one of the elders answered saying unto me, what are these which are arrayed in white robes? And whence came they? And I said unto him, sir, thou knowest. In other words, you're going to have to tell me. And he said to me, these are they which came out of great tribulation, okay? And have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the lamb. Okay? Wash your robes today. Wash yourself yes. with the blood of the lamb yes. today. Yes. Wash yourself with yes. the blood of the lamb tomorrow. Yes Wash yourself. Do your laundry. Come on, you wear your clothes; they get stuff on them, (laughs) right? You got spiritual clothes that get stuff on them. Do your laundry every day. Keep your robes white. (laughs) If I wore the same shirt that I wore the last ten times without washing it, (laughs) I'll I'll just leave it there. (laughs) Okay, so wash your robes. It says they've come out of great tribulation, and the ministries will reach around the world, and we're in this with those two witnesses. Hallelujah. Now, what are we going to be talking? We're going to be speaking truth, because the weapon of the Antichrist and the false prophet are what? Their lives. And what is their motivation? It's not love, is it? It's hate. It's hatred. And it is Satan hates God by his very nature. And that's really what this is about. It's about God and Satan. And God is showing the world, he's showing you and me that he is God and that he is love. You know, I know a lot of people are going to, to follow Satan. And I'm sorry. But God is love. And love wins. And it and it is every one of our choice, every one of our choices, whether we love God or we don't love God. And he offers us his love first. He offers us his love first so that we can love him back. He makes it all possible. And it's up to us to choose. But I'm telling you, those that are with him, that are called and chosen and faithful, they're the ones that will live happily ever after. <laughs> Praise God. All right. Um, somebody asked a question about Israel and what's going on there. And so um, we have a scripture to talk about that. And it, it, Because God is going and is turning back to Israel, he's dealing with them, and especially when the when the final seven years start, according to the prophecy of Daniel, the seventy week prophecy. It, those seventy weeks are about God dealing with Israel. Okay, and so. We're getting ready to start the last week of those 70 weeks or what's called Daniel's 70th week which is also known as a lot of people call it the tribulation, seven years. But the, it, there's only the great tribulation which is the last three and a half years. But there is this seven year period where God is beginning to once again deal with Israel. That's when the temple will be built and, and that's when they'll get uh, you know the confirmation of the covenant and things will start going. But the fact is, what Israel is going to find out is that the world hates them and hates them more and more and more. But God is going to show them how much he loves them and how he keeps his promises. He hasn't forgotten his promises to Israel in spite of the fact that they crucified him. He forgives. So here it is. Um, uh, Romans 11, 25. It says, for I would not, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this mystery, lest you should be wise in your own conceits. And so um, that blindness in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles be come in. You can still be saved after the confirmation of the covenant when the final seven years starts. But God is, again, turning his focus. He's turning his... his uh, to where we can see his attention on completing his promises to Israel. That doesn't mean he's not still promising us. You can still have the promise of the Spirit. You can still be washed in the blood of the Lamb, but you're going to see where God is coming back to Israel after 2,000 years, and he's going to bring them back into his fold. So uh, blindness has happened until the fullness of the Gentiles come in, and so all Israel shall be saved. that is written, "There shall come out of Zion the deliverer, and shall turn away ungodliness from Jacob." All of Israel who have not already converted to Jesus and become uh, true Christians during um, before this, they they um, will accept Jesus when he comes to the Mount of Olives. Now, that's going to be at a big cost because half of Israel or Jerusalem is going to be destroyed before this happens. But those who are left will come to Jesus. They will receive him as his Messiah and he will be their Messiah. In other words, there's going to be action. He's going to save them. He's going to reveal himself to them and offer his... He's going to fulfill his salvation to them. Amen. Amen. So we are looking for revival. I, I think the end time revival actually started, Brother Carnahan, at the turn of the 20th century when God started filling people again on a, on a larger scale with his spirit and, and with the evidence of speaking in tongues and pouring out his spirit. And then uh, subsequent to that, there was the revelation of the mighty God in Christ and baptism in Jesus' name. And so I believe that God was setting us up this end time that he was actually doing what he was going to do first pouring out his spirit and having people able to, to receive the Word of God like someone like Brother Baxter you know that, that without the Spirit of God being filled you, you the Word of God you can't it, you're blind but when you receive the Holy Ghost then things change in your relationship Things change in your ability to understand the Word of God. Can I get a witness to that? Yes, amen. The Word of God means something different. It's a light to my feet. It's a lamp to my path. It's bread for my soul. Oh, praise God. Praise God. Praise God. So we are to be, let's go to uh, 2 John 1. Second John 1. I bet you beat me. Okay. Let's, let's read this. Yeah. The elder unto the elect lady and her children, whom I love in the truth, and not I only, but also all they that have known the truth. Okay. For the truth's sake which dwelleth in us and shall be with us forever. Ever. Okay. Grace be unto you, or grace be with you, mercy and peace from God the Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of the Father, in truth and love. And here's what he said I rejoice greatly that I found of thy children walking in truth as they have received a commandment from the Father. And now I beseech thee, Lady, not as though I wrote a new commandment unto thee, but that which we had from the beginning that we love one another. And this is love, that we walk after his commandments. This is the commandment that you have heard from the beginning. You should walk in it. Verse 7. For many deceivers are entered into the world who confess not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh. This is a deceiver and an antichrist. Look to yourselves that we lose not those things which we have wrought, but that we receive a full reward. This is what we need to be doing. This is what we need to be taking heed in, even in this hour. What does it say? Look to yourselves that we don't lose things, Right? That we don't lose. One of the things we don't want to lose is our love, Brother Carnahan. Hallelujah. Because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall, will grow cold. But you don't want your love to grow cold. You want your love to get stronger. You want to abide in the love of Jesus Christ, in the power of the Holy Ghost, so that you don't lose, what? Your reward. You don't wanna lose your reward. Praise God. So that's something else that we as the church need to be watching. We've gotta watch out that we don't lose our love. I mean, even when you start thinking about, um, I'm not gonna say everybody, there might be a few people that love him, but when you start thinking about what the president has been doing, that could make you maybe not wanna love so much. You know, <laughs> there's, there's some things that shouldn't be happening, and it's not just him. It's a whole spirit. Iniquity shall abound, and man, oh man. That's, a, that's an end-time prophecy. But what are we supposed to watch? watch out? That your love doesn't grow cold. We've got to guard our love, because God is love, and God is life, and Satan is a destroyer. He wants to destroy your love, praise God. So when we belong to Christ, we are possessed by Jesus. We're possessed by the Holy Ghost. And that is based upon the power um, of God's love. And we reciprocate that to him, right? We love him because he first loved us. So we're supposed to live and act like we are Jesus possessed. I've said this again, I'm gonna say it again. We're possessed by what? Paul talked about being in bonds to Jesus. What were the bonds? The bonds were bonds of love. There was nothing else holding uh, Paul hostage to Jesus except for the love that God had shown him. And he has shown you the same love. And if he hasn't, he will, if you allow him. My dad gave me a Bible um, many, many, many years ago, way before I was in truth. But he gave me this Bible from Lloyd Ogilvie Ministries or something. But what it said on the cover was, let God love you. Let God love you. Let, and the love of God is given to us by the Holy Ghost. Be filled with the Holy Ghost. Be filled with his love. Be born again today and every day. God's love will sustain you. And God's love will draw people to him. When you share God's love, when you get it filling you up and overflowing, then it will draw other people to him. Everybody needs God's love. Praise God. So the questions that we got to ask are, do you belong to the kingdom? Are you living in the kingdom? Because the kingdom of God's coming. But the kingdom of God is those who he loves. Hallelujah. I think the love that you need to live by is provided by the Lord. And, and a couple questions. Will he say, I know you? Will he, when you meet Jesus, is he going to say, I know you? Are you making sure he knows you? That's that's what being written in his the book of life is about. We've talked about the being the Lamb's book of life and being having your name in it, right? It's whether or not he knows you. And you know the other scripture, "I never knew you." Well, we want him to say, "Hey, I know you," right? right. (laughs) Yeah. Hello. Hello. Say your name. okay so <laughs> will he say well done thou good and faithful servant have you ever noticed he doesn't say well done thou good and faithful believer Amen.
0: Amen. Amen.
1: he says well done thou good and faithful servant are you serving God with your life are you his servant you need to be, and you can be by the power of love. When you love somebody, you're willing to serve them. My wife loves me, so she puts up with me not cooking dinner, and she cooks dinner, or we go out and get something. But anyhow, she loves me, and I'm so glad, but the Lord loves me more, and I'm glad for that. (laughs) So, do you say, not my will, but your will be done, Lord? We have an example of that, don't we? Remember who said that? The son of God. Are you a son of God? Do you say that? Do you p- depend on his blood for your righteousness and his spirit for the direction in your life that you need? I gotta, I'm just asking you questions. So are you ready? Ready? To meet Jesus. Can you make it to the end? Amen. And I'd like to close, if you'll stand with me, with, with my friend Jude. Verse 17. But beloved, remember ye the words which were spoken before of the prophets or of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. How they prophesied, they told you that there should be mockers in the last time who should walk after their own ungodly lust. These be they who separate themselves, sensual, not having the spirit, but you, beloved, building up yourselves in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. There are some people in this room that know how to pray in the Holy Ghost. If you don't, you need to find out, and we'll be happy to share that with you. Yes. But you need to be able to pray in the Holy Ghost. Let me tell you why. The verse, next verse tells us, keeping yourselves in the love of God. You've got to stay in the love of God. You can't love without being in His love. You've got to love. And looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And if some have compassion making a difference, this is what we're supposed to be doing. Some have compassion making a difference and others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. And now, unto Him, everybody say, unto Him, him. that is able to keep you from falling, that is able and to present you faultless before the presence of His glory. Hallelujah. With exceeding joy. With exceeding joy. Hallelujah. 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 To the only wise God, the wise God, our Savior, be glory be glory and majesty and majesty and power and dominion forever and ever. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah.
0: Praise God. God. Listen, if you feel like you want to be ready for the coming of the Lord, why don't you come down to this altar? Praise God. And why don't you let the Lord be...